Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Aren't you glad that we need him tonight? Amen. You may be seated tonight. Aren't you glad that we need him tonight? Amen. There's something about needing the Lord. Amen. And I'm glad that he's my, the Bible said that he's my strong and high and mighty tower, isn't he? He's the one that we lean to in the time of trouble. And he's the one that we go to when we need something or we just need a place to get away. He's the rock that I can go to and know that it's unmovable. Amen. We're glad to have you tonight. Amen. And uh, we're thankful that you come out on a Wednesday night and that we can gather together in that name that's above every name and that we can just lift up the name of Jesus, man. I'm telling you, there's nothing better than to be in the house of the Lord with God's wonderful people. Amen. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. Amen. I love the feel, I love the thrill that I get when I get together with God's wonderful people. Amen. Amen. There's just something special about it tonight. Amen. But by the way, of remembrance, we have tie boxes on our back there and uh, ask you to give is given unto the Lord as you give tonight your tithes and your offering unto the Lord and we pray that God would just simply richly bless you and that God would just uh, uh, just bless the socks off of you, amen. Aren't you glad that just it's a, it's a good life living for the Lord and man, I'll tell you, our church in the day and age which we live in, we just got to keep on keeping on, amen. Just keep on keeping on, amen. I, I'm glad that I know who my God is and that my Savior's got us in the palm of his hand and all good and perfect gifts come from him and he just knows what he's doing in this 21st century and boy, I'm just glad that he allowed me and you to be a part of it. He thought that much of me and you that he thought, you know, I could use that group of people for the 21st century because there's a lot of things that's happening and a lot more things is fixing to happen. Amen. We're going to have Sister Rhonda come tonight and, and speak the word of God for us. She's one of the ministers in the church and uh, licensed with the church of God. And man, she does an outstanding job. Amen. Amen. Come on, Sister Rhonda. I don't get that when I'm preaching. Praise the Lord. Thank you for those kind, generous words, Mike. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm going to ask if, if my, uh, my dad would stand and say a prayer over me before we move on. Thank you, Jesus. And the church said, amen. Hallelujah. So um, can I just be me? Can I just be myself and just be honest and be real with you tonight and not just pretend like um, I've spent three years trying to prepare this for you? 
but I'm just gonna share a little something with you real quick before we um, share this word. Um, I've known about this for about three weeks, and I'm a planner, and I'm a preparer, and um, I've been trying to plan and prepare for tonight for three weeks, and um, I just kept asking the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to say? What do you want your people to hear? What do you want me to share with your people? Because I feel like that's a responsibility that we have anytime we are expected to share the gospel, whether it's here or somewhere else. And um, I um, blank absolutely nothing. And I thought, okay, I got to get something on paper because it's almost here. So Sunday I sat down and I got something together and I just thought, no, that's not it. That's not it. But Lord, that's what I got. So went to prayer meeting Monday night and um, I told the ladies, I said, y'all say a prayer for me because I've got devotion Wednesday night. And I said, I don't have a thing. And this is Monday night and this is not like me to not have direction. And... Um, so we got to talking about something, and I was like, that's it. That's it. That's what we're going to talk about. We need to know this. We need to be training our children up to be able to, to know the difference in worry and concern. You know, worry immobilizes us and keeps us from doing what God's asked us to do, but concern puts us into action. And so I thought, that's a good word. That's what we're going to go with. And um, Nine o'clock last night, I was sitting there trying to get a devotion together. And I'm not kidding. It was nine o'clock. And my son sends me a text. And um, I was like, that's it. His wife, my daughter in love, sends me the same thing. And I thought, oh, all right, here we go. Nine o'clock. And I texted him back. And I said, it's going to be a long night. And um, sure enough, Two o'clock this morning, I was um, still putting this very short devotion together, and um, I was trying to read something out loud, and my speech was slurred, and I thought, oh, I got to get up in three hours. So uh, I said, you know what, Lord? I'm going to email this thing to myself, and this is what we're going to talk about tomorrow. So it's a familiar message. It's a familiar verse. But that's okay. And I think sometimes we make the gospel too hard. Sometimes we're looking for that deep, rich word when Jesus just wants to remind us of a simple thing. So that's what we're going to do tonight. And um, uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to read to you our scripture text. And it's found in Exodus uh, chapter 3, verse 1 through 15. And I'm reading from the NLT, and so here we go. It says, one day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. 
Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you're standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said to him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries in distress, of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and led them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. The land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. Look. The cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. Egypt was a place of bondage. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you, and this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. The first point that I want to make to you tonight is in verse 7. The Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. The Lord is aware of your suffering. He has seen your suffering. He knows all about your suffering. He has heard your cry. There is nothing going on in your life right now that he has not already been made aware of. There is nothing going on in your life right now that he has not foreseen. He says, I am aware and I have come down to where you are to rescue you. I have come down to where you are to pick you up out of that place of oppression, out of that place of depression, out of that place of bondage, and I am bringing you into a fertile and a spacious land. It is a land that is flowing with milk and honey. It is a a land of promise and a land of blessing. You are coming out from where you are and I am going to bring you in to a new place. God has acknowledged. God has acknowledged his care, his love, and his concern for his people. That is what this is about. God is reminding them, reminding him, telling him, 
It's not my will for you to stay where you're at. It's not my plan and my purpose for you to stay in this place. I have a better life. I have a better plan. I have a better way for you. I have foreseen it. I have already been in your past. I am with you right now in your present. And I have already been in your future. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And what I want you to know tonight is the church might be persecuted. You might be going through persecution. But just because the church is persecuted doesn't mean that the church is defeated. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. We might be under heavy persecution right now. And there may be more to come. But if so, so be it. That doesn't mean that we're on the wrong side. That doesn't mean that we're on the losing side. That just means that the promise is just a little way ahead. That just means that we've got something else to look forward to. Hallelujah. And just as God made a plan for the Israelites then, he will do the same for you and I today. I thank the good Lord. I thank God. I praise God that I am not where I once was. I praise God that I am not where I have been. Let me tell you something, friends. You all have known me for about 30-something years. I don't know. You don't know. You don't know the life before that. And it wasn't a pretty life, but I can promise you this. It doesn't look anything like it looks today. And I've got a lot to give God praise for. Hallelujah. God says, I have heard your cries. I see you in your distress. My eyes are on you, and I know your struggle, and I am aware of your suffering. And he hears the prayers of his people. We don't come in here on Wednesday night and, and say our prayers in vain. We come in here on Wednesday night and we are fighting the kingdom of darkness. And with every word that you speak, with every breath that you release, whether it be a groan or a sigh, and if you don't know the words to say, if you're just calling out the name of Jesus, there's power in that prayer. There is power. God sees it and God hears it and it moves him. Hallelujah. He has come to rescue you. Hallelujah. He will not leave you in the place that you're in forever. And he has already made a way of escape for you. You might not see it right now. You might not see it today. But what if you're walking the path that God has ordained for you and you don't see what he's got waiting for you right around the corner? You can't turn around and go in the other direction. You've got to keep going because he's got something else for you. The next thing I want you to know is that you've got to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Verse 11 says, But Moses protested to God, and he said, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead these people out of Egypt? Moses made excuses because he felt inadequate. He felt inadequate to do the job that God commissioned him to do. He felt inadequate to do the job that he was born to do. If we woke up every day with the mindset, I was born to do this today, then think about where we would be. But he felt inadequate. 
And it was natural for him to feel that way. He was inadequate all by himself. We are inadequate all by ourselves. I am inadequate in myself. My flesh has no power. I am weak in my flesh. But with the Spirit of God living and dwelling in me, I am a threat to the enemy. You are a threat to the kingdom of darkness. And if we can just understand the power and the authority that we have in Christ Jesus, then Hell, hell would be scattered. Hallelujah. You are an in it, you are a threat to the enemy. You are a threat to the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. We don't work alone. God wasn't asking Moses to work alone. He offered resources to help him. And God often calls us to do tasks that seem too difficult, but he doesn't ask us to do them alone. God asks us to do things that are difficult. You know why? Because if they're not difficult, then we rely on our own self and our own strength. And he's not gonna get the glory from that. God's not gonna get the glory from a situation like that. Praise the name of Jesus. So he responded and he asked God, who am I? And God responded, I am with you. And he told him, Israel will serve God in freedom. And it was at this moment, it was at this encounter that Moses is commissioned for service. It was a, it was a major turning point in Moses' life. And many times you and I do the same thing. God has given us an assignment. He has set an assignment before us. And because it's bigger than we are, rather than trusting in the name of the Lord and the power and the word of God, we retreat. We retreat. And if you have learned anything about fear, then you know that fear keeps you in a place of retreat. Fear will keep you in a place of retreat. But we are not to fear. We are to be made strong and trust in the Lord. And many times we say, well, God, you can't use me because of this. Or God, why would you use me because of this? Or God, you can't use me. Or you don't need me because you've got this person over here to do it for you that can do it better. But God has called you. God has called you. God has picked you up out of the pit. God has put his hand inside of your heart and refashioned and remolded for a purpose, for his purpose, for his kingdom and for his glory and for your good. Praise the name of Jesus. The truth is that God has chosen mankind to carry out his works on the earth. Paul said in Ephesians 2.10, he says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God dwells in us, and he works through us by the power of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know? Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Do you not know it? The Spirit of God dwells in you. And when the Spirit of God dwells in you, you are not the same. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit to be used for his glory and for his kingdom. God has filled us with his spirit to empower us to be and do all that he has determined in advance for us to be and to do. And Jesus said, you have not chosen me. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. I have ordained you that you should go 
and that you should bring forth fruit and that fruit should remain, that whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Praise the name of Jesus. The next thing I want you to know, we're going to talk about the breath of God. Verse 13 says, But Moses protested, If I go to the people of Israel, and if I tell them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, then they're going to ask me, Well, what is his name? Then what should I tell them, God? What do you want me to tell these people? See, the Egyptians had many, Israel, uh, many gods by many different names. And Moses wanted to know God's name so the Hebrew people would know exactly who had sent him to them. And God called himself, I am. He says in verse 14, he said, it says, God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent you. God called himself I am. That's a name describing his eternal power and unchangeable character. In a world where values, morals, and laws change constantly, we can find stability and security in our unchanging God. The God who appeared to Moses is the same God who lives in us today. Hebrews 13 and 8 says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because God's nature is stable and trustworthy, we too are free to follow and enjoy him rather than spend our time trying to figure him out, rather than spending our time trying to figure out our situations, trying to figure out and understand our problems. That's not his will. So what's his name? His name is I Am. So Moses was questioning God about who he is. And he's, what Moses is really saying is, if I go down here, and if I tell these people, if I come down off of this mountain, and if I go tell this mass of people, look, I was just up on the mountain, and I met with God, and this is what he told me that he's going to do for us. What would you do? I can tell you what I would do. If someone came to me and said, listen, I met this woman up here on the hill, and she told me that she knows all about your problems, and she's going to take you out of the situation, and she's going to repair things for you and she's going to bring you into a place of promise and a place of blessing into a land that's filled with milk and honey what do you think I'm going to say I'm going to say who is that what is her name I want to meet her what is her name because you know what I want to know what her credibility is is this true is this real how credible is that should I put my faith in that should I believe what you're telling me hallelujah so God responds to Moses and he says, you tell them I am who I am. God identifies himself as I am who I am. When he spoke, I am who I am, he is revealing his divine name. He's declaring his character and his attributes, reinforcing that the issue is not really even about who Moses is when Moses said, who am I to do this for you? But he's revealing to to him who he is with him. He's revealing to Moses, this is, it's not about really you, Moses, but this is about me going with you and being with you. This name is related to the Hebrew verb, meaning to be, to exist. Uh, it implies the absolute existence of God. It also means Jehovah Lord. 
So, verse 13. Verse 13 says, God gave his name as I am who I am. But the name that God gave is recorded in the original Hebrew. And Steve, if you can put that um, first picture up, that would be good. Uh, It's recorded in the original Hebrew as Y-H-W-H. Y-H-W-H. This isn't even a word, is it? It's not in the English language, but it is in the Hebrew. Over time, we've added an A and an E to get the name Yahweh. Probably because in the English language, we have a preference for vowels. That's how we speak. That's how we communicate and understand our language. But scholars and rabbis have noted that the letters Y-H and W-H represent breathing sounds or aspirated consonants. When pronounced without intervening vowels, it actually sounds like breathing. You can go ahead and try it if you want to. YH is for inhale and WH is for exhale. So a baby's first cry, a baby's first breath speaks the name of God. A deep sigh calls out his name. A groan or a gasp that's too heavy for words mentions God's name. Even an atheist who says they don't believe in God is even unaware that when they are breathing, they are speaking God's name. So when you can't utter a single word, your cry is calling out his name. The very breath of your lungs is constantly calling out his name. God chose to give himself a name that we can't help but speak with every breath that we take, every moment of every day of our lives. We're speaking and breathing the name of God on our lips. Yahweh means the Lord. It's the proper name of the divine person. Again, it means means to exist or to be. And when God told Moses to go to Pharaoh and to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, Moses was scared. He needed reassurance. He needed to know that God was bigger than his problem. He needed to know that God was going to carry them through. That even if people wouldn't listen to him, that they would listen to the one who sent him. Because his name carried that much awe and honor. God's name, Yahweh, is the only proper name for God. And it's one of authority. It's one that holds great power. And it says to everyone that hears, I am the one true God. Follow me. God is still the great I am, even today. We can trust him to lead us to a land flowing with milk and honey, a place of blessing and promise, just as he did for Moses and the Israelites. Even now, in the world that we live in, even now, in today's time, with so much chaos and uncertainty going on around us, the word doesn't change. The power of God's name, Yahweh, I am who I am, doesn't change. It still remains. There is strength and power in the truth of the gospel. He never changes. He calls us for specific purposes, reminding us that he knows our way. He has a plan for our future, for each and every one of us. 
Matthew 16, 13 through 17 says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Why do men say, or who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say? that I am. Now see, in the Old Testament, he's telling Moses who he is. And in the New Testament, he's asking his people a question, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So, who do you say that God is? Who is he to you? What has he revealed to you? Can you think of some things? Just in case you can't, I'm going to help you. I'm going to tell you who he is to me and to you. He's the creator. He's all-knowing. He's all-seeing. He's all-powerful. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac. He's the God of Jacob. He's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He's Jehovah Nisi, my banner. He's Jehovah Rapha, my healer. He's Jehovah Shalom, my peace. He's Elohim, God. He's El Roy, the God who sees. He's El Shaddai, God Almighty. He's El Elyon, the Most High God. He's Abba Father. He's your Abba Father. He's the good shepherd. He leads the way for you. He is the ancient of days. Oh my God, you better get excited. He is the rock of ages. He is my sanctuary. He is my stronghold. He is my city of refuge. He is my strong tower. He's my protector from the enemy. He's my shelter in the storms. He's my deliverer. Hallelujah. He's the demon buster. He's my chain breaker. He's my rescuer. He's my soul saver. He's my witness and he's my judge. He's the good news. He's my righteousness. He's my intercessor. He is your intercessor. He's praise for you at the right hand of the Father. He lifts up your name to your heavenly Father. He is my best friend. He is my hiding place. He hides me under, sh under the shadow of his wings. Under the shadow of the wings of the Almighty. He hides me from the enemy when the enemy is chasing me and has pursued Pursuing me. He hides me with the blanket. He is the prophet. He is the teacher. He is the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He is the first and he is the last. He's the 
the son of man and he's the lamb of God. He's the lion of Judah. He is Emmanuel. He is my conqueror. He is the resurrection. He is my everlasting father. He is wonderful. He is the counselor. He is the prince of peace and the mighty God. He is the Lord of hosts. He is the lover of my soul. He is my comforter. He is my comfort. He is the way maker. He's the promise keeper. He's the miracle maker. He is the victor over every enemy. He is the victor over death, over hell, and over the grave. He is my life sustainer. He sustains me. He is the anchor that holds. He holds me in place when the winds and the waves come and they try to blow me down. He holds me in place. He is my root. Hallelujah. He is my avenger. He's the anointer of my head. He is my guide. He shows me the way that I should go. He is my portion and my shield. He is my faithful father. He is the light in the midst of darkness. He is the builder. He builds up and he tears down. He is the dismantler. He dismantles and disarms the weapons of the enemy. He stops the agenda of the enemy. He is my rock and my salvation. He is the truth. He is the way and he is the life. He is the word. He is the lamb of God. He lives in me. He is life and he is not death. He is the redeemer of Israel. He's the redeemer of the Gentiles. That's you and me, church. He's the savior of the world. He is light and salvation. He is the peace, uh, peace speaker. He speaks peace to the storms when they are surrounding me. He is glorious and holy. He's the revelator. He is Yeshua. He's the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. He is the one, the one who is, who was, and who is to come. He is the Messiah. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Oh, glory to the mighty Lamb of God. Oh, we glorify you, oh God. Oh, the great I am. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, oh, Blessed be the name of Jesus. Glory to the Lamb of God. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, to your name, Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 15 of our text says, 
This is my eternal name. Hallelujah. This is my eternal name. For all eternity. Today, that is who he is. Tomorrow, that is who he is. Next week, that is who he is. Hallelujah. Next month, that is who he is. He says, my name to remember for all generations. To your sons and daughters, that's who he is. To your grandchildren, that's who he is. To your great-grandchildren, that's who he is. To the, the grandchildren that you haven't met yet, and to the grandchildren that you're never going to meet, should the Lord tarry, that's who he is. Hallelujah. Oh, your name is power. Your name is love. Your name is kindness. Your name is gentle. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask Danny if he wants to play some soft music. Um, I'm going to ask you to find a place to pray. And let's give honor to the Lord for his name. His name is great and greatly to be praised. Who am I? Who am I that he should choose? But he has. Just like he's chosen you. Hallelujah. I will, I will pray over us, with us. So let's just um, honor God and his presence because he is here. He is in this place. Let's honor him and worship him and love on him because he wants to love on you. And we're going to pray for, uh, we're going to pray for our nation. You know I'm going to say that. We're going to pray for our nation, and we're going to pray for the body of Christ, and we're going to pray for the harvest, and whatever else the Lord lays on your heart. And let me just say, sometimes we don't know what to pray, but if we'll just pause and meditate on the Lord, you know, it's okay to pause in prayer. It's okay to pause in prayer. It's okay to pause and lean your ear in to the voice of the Lord and let him lead you. And it's okay to listen for that still, small voice. Because most usually it's a still small voice. It's not always a thundering voice. And whatever the Lord shows you in your mind, whatever you hear in your spirit, that's what we're going to pray about. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Almighty God, for your presence that is with us in this place. 